Greetings and welcome to Little Pieces Podcast. So glad you guys are listening today. And I'm Sharon Hoover. I'm James Hammond, and we're here with Centerville Presbyterian co-pastor Aaron McMillan. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Um, we are super excited to have an opportunity to be able to talk with people just about how God is at work in their lives. And, um, and so thanks for taking some time out of your day um, to chat with us. Oh, yeah. This is actually the fun part of my day. I, I, I looked at my calendar and saw, oh, three o'clock. This looks interesting. This has got to be better than answering emails. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, thanks. Well, so let's just jump right in. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how did you first come to know Jesus? When, when did the Lord make himself real to you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, my, my short little quip of an answer is the backseat of my mom's 1972 Grand Torino. Um, uh-huh. And that really is like the very vivid memory I have. Yeah, um, I grew up in church. Um, hearing about Jesus was a regular part of my life. Um, and I suppose I'd heard the message of the gospel enough from my parents, from Sunday school, that it was something that I, I didn't need to be prompted to know. I just never really taken it seriously. And I remember we were driving to church and I was in the back seat and I was just thinking to myself about Jesus and about my life. And I thought, yeah, I I would love to know Jesus. And I do have things that I need him to forgive me for. And I just sort of prayed the prayer. And then, um, I don't know if you all think this is weird. I thought it was weird when I look back, I didn't tell anyone. Like, I just, I was like, thank you, God. And then I just, we got out of the car and I went on into Sunday school and did other things. And it was probably like three or four days later when I just, um, very happens by happenstance, I just mentioned at dinner, like, oh, well, I became a Christian on Sunday. Um, and, uh, my, my parents, you know, were a little like surprised and then they were like, should we have a meeting, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and right. Yeah. So that was sort of it. Um, the real answer though, it's funny. Like, I feel like that's the moment I know I said, God, will you take my life? But I also feel like the answer is I became a Christian in stages and that was like the first stage. Uh, and so we could talk about that if you want, but sometimes I do think it's weird the way that there were other moments that maybe even felt more significant. They just weren't the first significant moment. So correct me if I'm wrong. So you were already like going to church. Every, like your parents were Christians, but you just, were you just not taking it very seriously? Cause that's why I like, my dad's a pastor, right? So I've always been going to church and I would just go and I'd be like, Oh mom, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to go. Like, but, mm-hmm. and then over time you kind of, Oh, this is like something that's important. Was that kind of what happened to you? Like you accepted him or what did you, you said you were like going to church or your family was religious. Like you were always, Yep. Yeah. We were like one of those super church people. Um, and I say we, my parents were, I guess, you know, is the way to say it. Um, and it's funny, James, you really said like, how much did it mean to me almost? I think if you could have looked in my head at that moment, it would have felt a little bit like I was taking care of some necessary business that I realized, Oh, I've never given my life to Christ. I've never really said that to God. And I believe what I was told. And so I should go ahead and do this. Um, 
and I was young, like I was single digits, you know, probably early elementary, mid elementary or so. Um, and so I think that created a circumstance though, where like, as I got older, because my giving my life to Christ was such a, it, it wasn't like a great crisis of my faith. I didn't have to think deeply. I didn't wrestle with God over it. It felt very matter of fact. I think that set me up in the years to come to have a very kind of a, a mild mannered, you know, generic kind of faith. that wasn't my own. And I had to start battling through, wait, do I really believe this or not? Especially when I got into high school. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how I felt like Rob uh, had a more, he, when he talked about it, he had a more, uh, some more like jarring stories talked about like shotguns and stuff. I'll let you listen to it. But um, <laughs> I guess I kind of, I kind of relate to you a lot, a lot more. Like I think I was at Vienna Prez when I was two years old, three years old running around. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. I, so I've just been going to church. I don't think I missed a Sunday, maybe like one time when I was in Guatemala, I wasn't at, I don't know. We went to church in Guatemala, so I don't know, but yeah, it's uh. I understand that like you're not when I like when I'm going to church I'm not always like super focused on it because it's just like yeah like I'm a Christian I don't yeah. I don't have that like experience that kind of like shape my faith that I think some people have but I, like I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing like I think I know I like have a lot of knowledge though mm -hmm. because of my dad and just like the community around me and do you ever think we get I like jealous I mean jealous in the in the probably positive sense um, like sometimes jealous of people who have a different faith story than we do, because we can see what's special about it. Um, you know, I have a friend who, yeah, he was like a hellion in high school. He did everything wrong, stressed out the teachers. Um, and then in college, just really God got a hold of him and almost within a matter of two or three months, his life was changed forever. And I've always been like, man, you're so lucky. You have like this great conversion story and you honestly like you got to do some of the bad stuff and then realize <laughs> it was you didn't really want it i've never really gotten to do all the bad stuff or at least i've tried to not do all of it and so there you know there's just a different way and then he though was like aaron you don't know though how many years i've wished that i could have known jesus sooner and how much pain and heartache it would have saved me if i just could have found him sooner but then I just tend to love though, but you get that experience of, you know, that, you know, the difference of visually, you know, viscerally. So maybe sometimes we just have appropriate jealousy for the different ways God brings other people to it. Yeah. Like uh, at, at church, I remember like a couple of years ago when people would come up with like their cool testimonies, I would tell my mom, I'm like, I don't have a cool story like that. I have no, my story is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, can you improve on our no, stories? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it is very interesting because um, mm -hmm. I, like you all, I had the gift and the blessing of being raised in a Christian home and um, not to have this dramatic story um, is, is a little bit of a challenge for me when people say, what was your life like before Christ? What was it like mm -hmm. after Christ? And um really overlooking the miracle of my parents being Christians and my parents raising me as a believer in an environment where, where God is present. And, and I have to find joy in that. And we have to definitely appreciate that gift that God has given to us. 
Mm. But, yeah. but um, Aaron, one of the things that you said is that God kind of revealed himself to you stage by stage as you're going, going along in your life. And um, one of the things that's so amazing to me is that God does use us as we're in this transformative process uh, mm. along this whole journey of life. So um, can you think through just over the course of your life, when did you, when was the time when God really worked through you and he used you to impact other people's lives? Oh, that's a great, you know what I like about that question, Sharon, is you automatically assume that God has used me. Like, I mean, I mean, like in the sense of like, you just know if God's in someone's life, he is going to use you. It's not like, have you matured enough to where God has decided to start using you now? So I, I love the yeah, the confidence of that statement. Um, it's funny, like, I don't know what you all do, but when I try to think of that, I tend to think of things that are really big. And so I think of, oh, well, I was at this church camp and, um, and, and seemed like God was really moving, or I was a part of something where God is moving in these just unavoidable ways. Um, but if I, But those are also community events where I'm like, it's bigger than me. And so if I set aside the the moments when I was just uh, happened to be a part of something much bigger than me and God used me, you know, to work through me. And I really think about times where it was really just Aaron, or at least it was sort of like, really like, um, if I'm going to go by the total impact, I, I, the actual impact of the moment, I would have to say it's something that I said by happenstance on a park bench to a couple of guys when I was in my late twenties and, and all I mean is that I just, we were talking and I said something um, and it had to do about with God and kids. Cause I just had kids. Um, and I, I, okay, this may be irreverent, but I think what it was, was they were like, Oh, you have a baby. You have some kids now. What's it like to have kids? And I said, kids are like, kids are like cocaine. Um, they ruin your life, but you can't, you don't really want them to go away. Something like that. I, I probably said it better than that. And they just like burst out laughing. They're like, yeah, they're that, okay. And then I talked about, but you just trust that that's God's, in a way, God wants that for you. There's something better for you in dying to yourself to raise these kids than you having your own life for yourself. And we just chatted about it. And then, you know, we went to dinner. It was just three guys on a bench with five minutes to kill. But apparently that little wisecrack stuck in their head and both of them in the years to come have come back to me and said, I will always remember that sentence. Oh. Like God gave me kids. They ruined my life, you know, but I don't want it to change and I don't want to get rid of them. And now I see that that's God's plan for my life. And they just said that simple idea of like, God disrupts our life and we lose our life in a way. And yet he's doing something bigger through us. Like that's stuck with us and it's carried us through college decisions and married decisions. And, and then now they have said, oh yeah, we use that when we disciple other people. And we talked about it in our premarital counseling, like that sentence has become like formative for us. And now there's like probably like 50, hundred people who have all, had you know been challenged with that idea and i'm like i don't know if i would say that was god i guess god did something through me but it happened in the smallest moment like like the big if you just go by the number of people who maybe cared that i was around one day 
that may be the biggest moment I've had. And yet it wasn't something I planned or whether I was shining gloriously. It was just this something I said and God used it. So I, I think that that's my humbling, honest truth. You know, I've seen God do big things, but probably the biggest thing he did has done through me is just allow a sentence that I mumbled one time to be hugely effectual in the lives of others. You know, so, yeah. so far we've got park bench and uh-huh. backseat of Gran Torino, your mom's Gran Torino. So mm-hmm. let's see what the next, next, next question is going to be, but <laughs> you track um, well. <laughs> I was going to say before Sharon kind of jumped in or I was kind of going to jump into it too, but um, to the people who have like the crazy stories or to the kind of like, grew up in church stories like when you're discipling other people or like affecting other people i think when you have that awesome story you can use that mm-hmm. to show people like this happened to me uh like this god is good this is what happened to me uh he did this to me and saved me um whereas i think maybe for like you or me or for sharon uh it's more like i think i was blessed and i talked Sharon about this like with guys like Aaron and Sam Lee, the old youth director, and even you and Rob and Sharon. So I have like all these resources that I I can, I have some, I think I have so much like knowledge that a lot of 17 year old, 18 year old kids might not have about their faith. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of like live my life based on that, make decisions based off that. I think just being like an example to my peers and I, I, I struggle with it sometimes too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is almost like, instead of sharing this big story, just being yourself and relying on, you know, what God provided in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like, you're, you're, you're a witty guy. So you came up with this, this wisecrack, like you said, and it, mm-hmm. and I think, I, I think I'm pretty witty. My dad's pretty witty. I think like, yeah. I, I could also relate to that. Uh, yeah. just something you say really as a joke affected mm-hmm. hundred people, maybe. Yeah. And you weren't thinking about it, so that's awesome. That's cool. Small stuff is the big stuff. Yeah, it is so interesting, and um, it's fun to see how God can use these little moments, and then His Spirit takes it, and who knows what He's then going to be doing. It, it is it is exciting, and I love hearing um, people's stories. So, Aaron. Um, how about how about now? Like how, when 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 did you last see the Lord at work around you or through you through your family or um, mm. what what's what's been going on in that area? You, you know, a couple things come to mind. It's funny. I don't actually know that they're um, make for great podcast or not, but it's just what came to mind. Um, so, like while we're recording this, we're in the middle of like COVID life. You know. Um, And so the last few months, you say recently, my first thought was almost like, well, that's not fair. It's COVID, right? And that says, there's like a lack, that says something about how we shape our expectations. Like God can only work when things are good. Like that's not true, but there's a tiny bit of me that's like, well, I'll think about something in 2019. And then I stopped and was like, no, no, no. Think of something now. Don't cheat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple things that came to mind. One is that, you know, I've worried a lot as a dad, my kids are a little older now. So I worry a lot about how are they doing, you know, and I, I want very much to, for them to flourish. I want to see them blessed. I want to see them. I want to see God in their lives. And, 
And um, I've, there's things I've been wanting to see happen in the lives of my kids during these last few months, just that I think they need and I worry, for, worry about them and stuff. And um, I probably spent an undue amount of time praying or worrying or trying to even think about what can I do to make certain things happen in my kids' lives. Um, I'm trying to be vague because it's their life and their story. And I, I don't want to, you know, but just this last cool. week, right. Just, um, just this last week, um, one of my, uh, one of my kids came to me and started talking about some, like a conversation they'd had randomly with a friend. And that conversation had led to a breakthrough in how they were feeling about life and, and how close they felt to God. And it sort of led to like this renewal in their faith, but also like a real breakthrough. And the funny thing is I'd like, I'd been worried about or thinking about the exact thing they were talking about. And I had probably devoted more time than I needed to trying to figure out how am I going to help this happen or what can I do? Or at the very least, like, I'm just going to pray and pray, you know, that this thing can happen. And then I realized, oh, it already happened two days ago without my involvement. Like, and so that was a really like, like that's just, I wish I could go into more detail, but just watching God get stuff done in the lives of others, even though we are so distant and we don't have all the relationships and church life is strained and, and, um, I just, it was just very humbling to realize like, oh, so I can just pray about stuff and then stuff will happen because God loves us and he's real and he's active. That was a big one for me. Another one, again, it fits with COVID. You know, I've had to do my calling. It isn't, ministry's not better, but for me, the calling God's given me happens to involve ministry. Um, so I've had to try to get started in this new calling to be a part of Centerville Prez through cameras and through Facebook posts. Like Sharon, you know how exciting it is to try to minister through another Facebook post. And, um, and I really sometimes feel like, okay, I'm being faithful. I'm doing the stuff that I got to do, but it isn't really how I want to do it. And it isn't really the way that I'm convicted is the best way to do things. And just this last Sunday, I was talking with someone that I'd met for the first time. And I almost started apologizing to him. Like, I, I was like, yeah, it's so hard, like trying to get to know you through a camera and to try to minister through a camera and try to have a relationship through a camera, you know, and then I sort of paused and then he stopped and he was like, Aaron, but it's working. Like, my family has really made it through the last few months because of what our church is doing through a camera. And we know it's not perfect, but I just want you to know from one family, what you and Sharon and everyone else is doing, like, yeah, it's through a camera, but God's still using it. And that was like, just what I needed to hear. Like, okay, stop trying to evaluate everything and just God is working just be faithful. So that, those are a couple things, at least they're small, but they're what I needed just in the last week. Yeah. Like what I've, what I've been inspired about from you, Aaron, is we talked about it a little bit, but like you moved here, your family moved here. And then what, a couple weeks in Corona happened. So mm -hmm. your new job at a church, haven't really met everyone yet. 
I can imagine that's pretty tough. And, you know, your, your kids can go to school and make friends and stuff, but just how positive you've been to everyone and how, how cool your kids are when they show up to youth group, even though they're still meeting people and stuff that I think that's a real like testament to your parenting and thanks James. And the thing I think is so amazing is how God loves our children more than we do. I mean, he, he is passionate about growing all of his children and, and my children are his children, not his grandchildren. They're, they're his and his hand. And, and, um, and I see his grace in that story that you said, Aaron, especially because you may not have ever known from your child that that conversation had happened, but by God's grace, it's like he lifted the curtain to let you know, hey, just want you to know, I've got this. <laughs> I'm involved yes. in their lives. And he allowed you to know about that. And I, I just find that such a gracious moment that the mm. Lord gave to you to also to encourage you. And it, mm. it allows us to be encouraged as you're sharing that with us so that we know that God is very active, even though I, I'm not feeling like I'm um, orchestrating mm. all the moments. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Well, thank you for being here. Are there any other comments or, 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 questions James or or Aaron that you want to be able to say or follow up can't think of anything particular I can't hear you we're having sound issues here can't think of anything particular I think Aaron knocked it out of the park for his first podcast appearance uh-oh now I gotta come up with a something great I'll tell you what I just think this is cool because I think sometimes God allows us to receive faith from others in a way maybe it's just encouragement and to give faith away when people need it. And I think what you all are doing here, little, little pieces, right? Is that it? You're, you're, yeah, well, you're letting people pour faith into each other. And I think that's what I need. And so I'm going to be listening and I'm grateful. Well, thanks again. And thanks for listening, everybody. And we look forward to uh, connecting with you again at our next little pieces podcast. Take care. All right, let me see.